The Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association presents Top of the Stretch, a podcast that looks at harness racing in the Buckeye State. Frank Fraz, Outreach and Public Relations Coordinator of the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association, took the opportunity to ride along with starter Mike Wopkenberg. It's raining. Uh, we got to determine how good the racetrack is. Uh, we're very lucky here that Jimmy Shelton does an excellent job on the racetrack. The racetrack is solid, but that's also the reason we have four-wheel drive. If the racetrack gets adversely muddy, we can put it in four-wheel drive. Uh, we pay a lot more attention to the quality of the racetrack than I think most people even have any concept. Because uh, I'm on it every race. It's very important, and we're going at speed. So consequently, the, the condition of the racetrack is very, very important to me bad weather like this do you do anything differently yourself or does your wife as your driver have to do anything differently yeah i what i do differently is the uh the acceleration when you start you 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 ease it out instead of jump it out uh because of of the quality of that uh the wind yeah go the the wind affects us a lot people don't realize if i've got a headwind you know i'm running 35 mile an hour and accelerate to 40, and if I've got a 20 or 30 mile an hour headwind, the wings close slower. So consequently, we have to adjust how we start the horses to accommodate the weather. You do what you got to do, you know. Just you know. But I, I have the advantage of, in my opinion, I, I've got a lot of experience doing this. We've started a lot of wintertime racetracks, so consequently, uh, we've done probably more adverse weather than most starters. So consequently, we've got a, I got a very good handle on it. What do you look for when you're starting a race? What do I look for? The main thing I look for, and I always scan my program and check, I know every bad actor that I start. Every horse that has a quirk that has a problem, that he needs a little something special to help him be a racehorse, I know that horse. You know, if he comes late to the gate or, or he's got to be the first one on the gate, I know those horses. The horses that are the good horses that race good every every week and everything, they just come to the gate like they're supposed to. Uh, they just become one of the group. But the, the special horses that need that little extra bit of help. And, and by giving them that little bit of extra help, you don't hurt the other horses. But you help those horses. So my job is to give everybody a fair and equal start. And that's what I try to do. I, I believe, personally, ha- have you ever seen the painting of Curly Smart sitting in the director's chair with a bunch of little kids around him. And he's got his hands up like he's driving, explaining horse racing to him. I believe that is starting. Starting the race is way more exciting than the finish. The finish is exciting to people because it's their horse. But the start, when these horses come behind the gate, these horses' eyes are wide open and and they want to go. And, and you look at my drivers, and their minds are just spinning because they're saying, okay, I got the four-hole. Is the two-horse going to leave? If he leaves, is he going to let me go? Hey, is this nine-horse going to leave? If he leaves, can I get a hole? And the you just see their minds spinning because, you know, and, and we're getting this all ready to go and all ready to go, and all of a sudden, go. I still think that it's now. You're looking backwards. backwards. Yes, sir. You're not driving this thing, but you yes, are accelerating it. Yes, sir. And, and Talk about that and how that works. Uh, okay, Becky and I have done this for 28 years, 
and because she was from the bulldozing industry, she was very acclaimed and acclimated to do this. You just have to learn to not use the accelerator. And it's a different feeling. But once you get used to it, it, it's like anything else, what you're used to. You know, obviously I don't get car sick because I'm sitting backwards and we're going to be running down highway, you know. And and the other thing is that the public doesn't understand is that when these horses come to me and I open this, these wings, you know, this thing looks like a 747. Sitting here with the wing closed, it looks like a regular truck. Mm-hmm. But when it opens up, and it's a totally different view. Now these horses will post parade down in front of the grandstand. Uh, the announcer will announce the driver and and the horses, and uh, so the public can see them. Uh, and then they will score around the racetrack, uh, and all they're doing is basically loosening up their muscles, uh, just like you would do with a human athlete, so that they get ready to race. And uh, pretty soon, my director of racing will call me and give me a post time because they're they're so active in trying to not race at the same time as somebody else around the countryside so that uh, they get the optimal amount of betting over the simulcast system. So how long will they stay out on the track on average before, mm, the, before they five, line up? Four to five minutes. Now the rule says they can't be out here more than 12, but they'll be out here four to five, which is fair to the horses because that gives them a good, ample time to be warmed up. See, these horses, three races ago, were brought out here by the trainers and they were warmed up, they were jogged around the racetrack uh, to loosen their muscles, they were taken back into the paddock and put a blanket on to keep them warm and uh, then they come out here and this is their final warm up and we will come to the racetrack. Okay, what I watch for as these horses are, are scoring around the racetrack. Now we have a veterinarian here that's watching the horses. Uh, the public doesn't realize the Horses are our utmost importance that they are sound and fit to race. So there's a veterinarian standing on the backside who's watching. Uh, if he sees anything that he doesn't think is right, he will scratch that horse, not allowing to race. Uh, there's a veterinarian in the paddock that's already looked at these horses to make sure they're good. Uh, the safety and welfare of the animal is of utmost importance to us. It really is. Now, now you're just like another set of eyes for them out here, too. Another well. set of eyes, absolutely. And things happen so quickly that uh, even though there's three cameras on every race to get all the perspective of what goes, there's never enough eyes to see everything. Three minutes, gentlemen, three minutes. Now, what I do, I give these gentlemen uh, time stamps so that they can get their horses where they want them to be to bring them to the gate. Each horse is a little different in how he likes to approach the gate. Uh, these horses all have very, very unique personalities. And Okay, you, you mentioned the horses approach the gate differently. Is that the driver wants the horse approaching it differently or knows that the horse likes to get to the gate early, get to the gate late? Is it more of a driver or is it more of the horse? Some of the horses have a very dominant personality, and, and they will come to the gate whether the driver wants them to or not. Uh, but as a generality, these drivers know these horses, and they know what they like to do the best. So consequently, uh, yeah, the, the driver affects it, but the horse will tell you as well. Two minutes, gentlemen, two minutes. Um these horses are very, very unique animal. We've spent 300 years breeding them to do what they do, and 
they are extremely talented athletes. They really are. You know, you, you, you got to realize that they're going, they're going to be going 35 mile an hour. They're pulling some guy in a cart. They're able to fly through the air. Uh, you know, they're just a, a fantastic animal. Gentlemen, I got a man out of the bike, guys. Don't get in a hurry. You do realize it because it's raining. They get very anxious to come to the gate. Oh, yeah. They don't want to set out in the rain. I don't, okay? I don't blame them. All right, gentlemen, gather them up. Bring them this way. Easy, guys. I got one. All right, he's good. Six horses out, gentlemen. Six is out. But see, this is the thing. I've only got a short period of time. I've got less than 30 seconds to meld these seven horses into a fair and equal start for everybody. And you see, you had one coming real early. You got one coming late. You, you've got to get them all molded together. And you've got the, the horses you got to worry about, but you also have to worry about the, the drivers. So i got to meld those basically 18 personalities into a fair and equal start for everybody in less than 30 seconds. And I'm setting backwards to a 35 mile an hour. See, it's simple. But look at this. How, how do you get a better view of horse racing than right now, right here? And the wings closed and the race is on and, and it's the best view in the house. Now, the average person that rides to me from the grandstand, they don't realize we're 25 foot out the window is the horse race. And these horses are literally flying through the air. They don't look like their feet are touching the ground. This is a view that uh, you might get at uh, the dugout of a pro baseball game, but you don't get this view in NASCAR. Now, the thing that amazes me is you're right here. You're in their peripheral. It they doesn't bother us. them. They don't see us. They don't even know we're here. But why I believe this is so important on racetracks that will allow us to do it because the little racetracks we can't do it because there's no room is that one I'm a patrol judge if I see anything I call the judges after the race and tell them where to look on the camera for what I believe was a potential infraction but we are right here in the event there's anything goes wrong we're here to assist that horse and horseman in seconds and that's what I think is so very important about this because if something goes wrong, you're fixing it immediately. We're the uh, first responder in that situation. And really, the race really doesn't seem to start until it gets to the half pole. Oh, no, 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 no. But see, what the public don't understand as well is right here in this last turn, there's more action here again than there is at the finish because these guys are all jockeying for position to get their horse lined up to try to win the horse race. And everything happens in this last turn. It really does. Look, this is a, the absolute reason I believe harness racing is the most exciting sport going. It, it's wonderful. Minute and 54 seconds to go a mile. Yes, How sir. fast are they going? Uh, they're going about 32, between 32 and 33 mile an hour. I believe we have the greatest sport going. We need to educate people to what we do. The horses are the most, utmost important thing to us.
but we are a family-oriented industry. The Probably the worst perception that we have due to the public is the public believes we're a gambling industry. We are an entertainment venue that has gambling, and we need to explain to them that there's a very significant difference. How do you educate the people then? I think we have to talk to the people. I, I, I think you have to start on a one-on-one basis, but I also think we can explode that through education. Thank you for listening to Top of the Stretch. Top of the Stretch podcasts are a presentation of the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association.